If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Waiting on an intro. I don't know what's going on. Well, hey, welcome to the Coco Express Show Network. My name is Aurelia Lyles, and I will be your host this evening. Um, it appears that we've got some issues with our music, and this is nothing new to um, the show. Um, I have to tell you, our guest this evening is going to be Hocus 45th, and he's into hip-hop health. Now, many of you may say, what exactly is that? And that's what we're going to find out. Now, I will admit that looking at his bio and reading some information and um, just doing my general research that I do whenever I'm going to have a guest on the show, I kind of like try to get an idea of who they are and how they um, do what they do by just looking at their posts. And I have to tell you, I was so intrigued by this this man, and I am just so happy to have him on the show. You see, initially I said that life has a way of getting you to your place, getting you to the place you're destined to be. But it's not life, it's faith in life that gives you this amazing opportunity. And of course, it's late. So here's the um, intro. So just give me a few minutes, let the intro come on, and then we're going to bring you our guest. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Good evening. It's Aurelia, and this is the Cold Express Show Network. Is Hassan Harris on? Is that you? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I'm in here. How you doing? Good, good. Okay, now which would you prefer me to call you? Hocus 45th? Hassan? Mr. Harris? Uh, Um, yeah, you could just call me Hocus. Okay, Hocus? Great. Well, I'm really, really happy to have you. Um, As you probably heard, I had some delays in my audio, so... Um, we're good now. But what I was saying was that um, initially I said that life has a way of taking you to where you need, where you're destined to be, but it's faith in life that has the ability of getting you where you need to be. And in reading your story I and just looking at some of your journey, I found it just so amazing that you were able to get to where you needed, where you were supposed to be. Now, 
I know I'm leaving a lot of gaps and holes in, in, in everything because I would prefer that you tell your story because only you can tell it the way it should be told. So give us a little bit about your background and your history. Uh, um, I was born in Harlem. I was raised in the Bronx. I, um, I, I, went, I was um, went in foster care when I was about eight years old. And we was living in Brooklyn because my mother was on drugs. My father was selling drugs. Uh, but they came and they, you know, they got themselves together. They came and got us. Um, I had seven brothers and three sisters. So when I say us, I'm talking about my brothers and sisters. They came and got us, you know, and that's when we moved to the Bronx. And uh, I grew up in Castle Hill Projects in the Bronx. My father died a couple of years after they came and got us. So left my mother with um, 10 kids to raise her own. You know, I'm the fourth child. So, you know, the, the oldest of us, you know, we uh, we naturally, you know, my father was in the streets. I want, I want, I really don't want to say naturally, but, you know, coming up in the conditions and the projects, you know, you know how it is. We naturally gravitated towards the streets, gravitated towards the streets and started selling drugs at a young age, um, about 14, 13, 14 years old. And, uh, you know, in that 17, I joined the gang, um, known as Sex Money Motor, the notorious gang in the Bronx, which is set of the bloods. And you know, throughout my um, throughout my life, though, I always my father's one introduced me to music, rap music, and um, he's always rapped him, and he always encouraged me, inspired me, even though I, I felt I wasn't no good at, at a young age. He always told me I was, I guess, just to you know, inspire me. You know, I just kept it going. So even though I was in the streets, I always still had this passion for music. So um, you know, fast forward a little bit, um, you know, I I got locked up a few times. At the age of 22, no, at the age of 17, actually, I caught a gun charge. You know, uh, when I, I got probation for that. Then at the age of 18, the next year, I caught an attempted murder, and, and I was on Rikers Island for a little while. And the guy, you know, he never came in, so they dismissed the case. You know, I still didn't learn my lesson. At, like, 22, I caught another gun case. I did a year on Rikers Island. <laughs> I'm just trying to go through it a little faster. You know, I'll be here talking about mm-hmm. my whole life story. And then um, let's fast forward to um, two, 2008. I started a rap group with um, my friend P.O., rest in peace. It was called Bang Bang Boogie. It consisted of me, my son, Lord Tariq, Cuba Link, and my brother, S1. And, um, you know, we was making a lot of noise with this rap group. And, you know, it caught the attention of 50 Cent. And he even, you know, came out on the videos in that shirt. And then, you know, he had his crew um, that worked for G-Unit. Um, shout out to Nelson. They was promoting us, you know, on the Business 50 website and other media. And, you know, we was gaining a good buzz for ourselves. We even made the Billboard magazine. And after, <clears throat> after um, right after the Billboard magazine, a week later, I was indicted on conspiracy and other related charges. And this time, it wasn't just, <laughs> I wasn't able to just get out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was on right to silence. I'm sorry, I'm taking a cough. That's okay. If you need to get some water, you can go ahead. Yeah, hold on. Take a sip of this water. Pull okay. Me. No problem. So yeah, so now I'm on right to silence. Um, 2008 to 2012. You know, no bail, facing life in prison. But you know, um. You know, in December 12, 2012, um, after a two a two month trial, I was acquitted on all charges. And you know, I came home and 
since then I've been home now pursuing my music career, and that led me to right here, right now on the phone. <laughs> okay, great. Now that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna. You're gonna stop, and we're gonna start. Now, okay. I mean, all of that. That's a lot. You know, that's a lot to digest. And I mean, I'm gonna tell you that you know, just hearing that journey in itself. Um, what were you? What did you want to be when you were a kid? That made you? I mean, you were interested in music, but you never really thought you were good enough. But what is it that you wanted to be when you were a kid? Uh, at first, I mean, at first it was it was a DJ. Like I always had dreams of being. A lot of people don't even know that about me. I used to make little tapes and um, play them around the neighborhood. You know, this when it was cassette tapes on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I would have people come from the neighborhood and rap, in, rap into the um, the radio. I used to have mm-hmm. two radios. One was an instrumental beat, and one you recording. And I used to make little tapes, and it was like it was like super local, like my building type local or my side of the project type local. And mm-hmm. I um I always wanted to be a DJ. I always wanted to be um I wanted to be a rapper too. It ain't that I, I didn't think I was good enough. I just you know I I was a kid. You know my father died when I was twelve, when I said so. I you know I questioned myself, and he, but he always gave me an answer. race like you're good. Mhm. So, I always so wanted encouraged. to do music. Okay, so music. Yeah. Music was was it for you? So that is your foundation. Your foundation is on music, and that's what. Now, you. You know, you had a lot of tests and trials, and when you were going through these different things, what was the thing that you kept hearing in your heart? Um, was what was that little voice saying to you when you were going through all of this? That that um, you know it 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 was saying it was, it was actually showing me it was every time I pursued my passion, which was music, I always seen results no matter what it is. If it was from like I said starting out to when I was a kid, and my father encouraged me to join the ciphers in the street, and everybody like yo, you're really nice, you're really good. To you know um, just putting out I. I Matter of fact, I was in another rap group that I skipped called Kings of the Castle. You know, that was mm-hmm. a local rap group, and we, and we gained a real big buzz in the neighborhoods off of that. And, you know, we just every time I would always get some type of results, it, it was like, okay, this is what you need to be doing. Even, like I said, fast forward to when I started Bang Bang Boogie, that was an idea that was created in my head. You know what I mean? And look what it turned into. Next thing, mm-hmm. a, a week later, I got 50 Cent on the phone talking about he's interested in helping us and promoting us. So it was like... Every time, that was that little nudge right there. Like, yo, look, pursue your passion. Because every time you do, you see some results. Okay. Now, when you stepped away from your music and you didn't do that, that's when you found yourself in a lot of turmoil, correct? Every time. <laughs> correct. <laughs> every time I stepped away from music and I was in those streets, every single time I got in trouble. It's not one time I didn't. Like, you know, I got out of a lot of trouble a lot of times up to the last point where it was like, all right, now, you know, this is how I know I got a bigger purpose because I, I had to really sit down in four years and really, really get it. You know, the mm-hmm. universe was trying to show me, but I just wasn't getting it. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I was trying to get to with my first statement that I made about faith and how it pushes you to where you, you're destined to be. Now, here we are um, today. You are, I have to say, a phenomenal businessman, 
phenomenal. Thank you. I mean, Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. And how how did you come up with the name Hocus first? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to ask another question. All right. No, um, Hocus. I'm going to ask you another one. <laughs> but go ahead. How did you come up with that name? All right. Um, to be honest, totally honest, Hocus was um. This is this is kid from my projects, right? And he's he's like a graffiti artist. You know, back in the day, a lot of people used to do a lot of graffiti in New York City. He was a graffiti artist. <laughs> he used to tag up everywhere, and his name was Hocus, and he used to tag it everywhere. For some reason, and this when I was a kid, my friends they thought they seen me do it, write it on a wall, and my friend Lawrence he started calling me Hocus. I'm like mm-hmm. him and my him and my friend Chucky. I'm like, yo, that's not me. Why y'all keep calling me that? They're like, we seen you. We know you did that. And I just stuck with the name. It's just like everybody started calling me Hocus, and I just liked it after that. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, I, got, okay. I, still, I, I took somebody else's name. <laughs> That's all right. It works for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, so you have that, and you were doing, you're doing your music, and you also have other interests. Now, you have the healthy aspect of it, and this is the connection that I really enjoy so much. I really love the connection that you've made with hip-hop and health. You have a huge following. You know, there's a lot of people who enjoy hip-hop, and we also associate hip-hop with a lot of negative things. What made you decide to try to associate hip-hop with something like really positive, and who do you expect to really gravitate to your message of hip-hop health? Um, I don't know what would mean. What made me do it? It's it's more like for me. It's like a, I believe that's a passion. You know, is an alignment with your purpose. And for me, I always, I always tried. I tried to go vegan. Like when I was in the streets, you know, um, heavy, and I just could never get it and grasp it. And it was like, like I said, when I sat down those four years, I that's when I got a chance to really read a lot and learn a lot, learn myself, and you know, to learn. And I was overweight at the time, also. You know, I wanted to lose weight, and um, I read this book called The Rave Diet and Lifestyle by Mike Anderson, and it changed my life. It just showed me that animal foods are causing harm to us, and not, you know, and they're actually killing us. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 link directly to our, our our major diseases that's killing us: heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and other illnesses. You know, and for me, you know, a lot of people. This is a debatable topic for a lot of people, but to me, the proof is in myself from how I feel, how I look. To or the weight I lost, so you know, just me being a better person overall to how I think. You know, I don't believe that human beings should be eating animal foods. It, it, not only that, we should be. If it's, if it's a personal choice, what you want to do is what you want to do. But we don't have to. That's what people don't understand that we don't have to eat animals to survive. You know, and I mm-hmm. think that. And the first thing people want to go out and say is, "Oh, what about protein? Where you get your protein from?" Like. Well, why are we chasing protein? Who who do you know that ever died from protein deficiency? If you can't name one person. So if you can't name a person, then why are we chasing protein? Why are we not saying, oh, how do you, you know, get the antioxidants to fight cancer? How do you, you know, those are the questions we need to be asking. Like, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, That's so. And the, and you can't say that um, an excess in protein can make you sick. That also. Mm-hmm. So, that chasing also, Chasing it is foolish. Uh, chasing protein is foolish because an excess in it in your too much protein in your blood will cause some other issues. So you're right. 
Right, right. Animal proteins, if they only move, you know, if they move better, they do better. And I just, I try to encourage everybody to, um, to do the research themselves. I just give information. And, you know, I, I really don't like to debate about the topic, but people love to debate. And, and I, I will, though, <laughs> you know, because, you, know, you know, I did my my study and so, and I know what it did for me. And um, and also to answer your second question, um, you know, I just, I just plan on, I just plan to reach, Mostly the youth, cause even mm-hmm. even I got a three year old daughter who's who was born vegan, you know, and like, and she, and and believe it or not, she's already influencing people. Um, I did I showed her a video where where the animals were being slaughtered, and a lot of people was like, oh, don't you think she's too young? Don't you think she's too young? Like about an hour ago, before I got on the phone with you guys, somebody sent me a video of them cooking their meals. Say I showed my kids this also, and we all decided for the whole family and for the animals that we're gonna try this. You know, we're not vegans, but we, but you you see what I'm saying? Like, people mm-hmm. try to tell me that I'm doing the wrong thing, but the universe is showing me that I'm on the right path. So ho- I hope to catch the youth mainly, you know, because they're the leaders of the next generation, you know? So yeah. that's the people I want to target the most, you know, because people that's older, they already got their mind made up. And, they, you know, and somebody that's my parent probably think they, you know, like, it, it's an ego thing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They yeah. probably just don't want to change. You know, they're more, they're, they're more likely not to change than somebody that's younger. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, um, I am a native New Yorker, so I know, I know all the places that you said you lived. I've hung out in some of them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I understand. I used to, well, I still run, and I used to be an athlete, so I really understand the importance of healthy living. And the points that you make in regards to, you know, we chase after certain things. And I am that older adult, but I have enough sense to know that if there's good information out there, I'm going to change, especially if it has to do with me living better and being better. And I am also a lover of hip-hop. So I like the fact that you're using your platform to spread a message to, like, like you said, the younger generation because it's important that we capture them and that they know so that they could be around for the future because at the rate that we're going, things are not so good as far as the things that we consume. So the fact that you're showing and teaching and catching them is great. And I also wanted to ask you about these sneakers, (laughs) vegan sneakers. What's up with that? Oh, uh, see how you laugh? Um, <laughs> a lot of people was laughing at me about that. I told my brother, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to make some sneakers on uh, vegan sneakers. He said, ha, 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 ha. Vegan, nobody's going to buy those. I said, okay. Well, the reason what made me come um, decide to do that was because, you know, like, I don't I don't buy leather. I don't buy suede. When it comes to footwear, it's very, very hard and very difficult because, you know, all the the good sneakers, I would say, that I like, you know, they even leather or suede. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know, I went sneaker shopping one day, and I'm just like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to create my own sneaker brand. They're going to be all vegan. Don't get me wrong. There's other sneak, vegan sneaker brands out there, but I, I, a lot of them I don't like, you know. I just want to create an urban brand that's, you know, that's that's high-performing and um, that's stylish also. And I got a great, great design. You know, for a first design, so you know, I'm excited about that. I will. I have seen vegan footwear before, and my question is, what is vegan footwear? What exactly is it made up of? Well, any, any vegan, it wouldn't be made up of 
for, you know, um, wool, like I said, um, it won't be made up of fur, wool, leather, or suede. It will be made up of nylon or um, polyester, hemp. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. a, it's just in the material, the material that's not mm-hmm. made from animals, basically. That's what a vegan sneaker will consist of. Like a lot mm-hmm. of brands right now, people wear vegan sneakers, they don't even know it. Nike makes vegan sneakers. I mean, they just don't promote it so mm-hmm. heavily. Like these are, you never, go, you never see a commercial for a vegan sneaker. Um, mm-hmm. Adidas make vegan sneakers. Um, New Balance, Saucony, a lot of these brands, they have vegan sneakers. It's just, they just not promoting it like that. Like I would be probably, I'm not even probably, like I'm going to promote it as a vegan shoe, as a shoe that's, you know, cruelty free, not made for animals. Okay, I do have a pair of, of vegan sneakers, and they're not nice, the nice. most most breathable sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cute, you know, but it's not the most breathable. That's why I asked, what is it? What exactly is it made of? But I get what you're saying, and I yeah, we, I, linen, I applaud like you. Polyester, mm-hmm. nylon, mm-hmm. you know those type, those materials, hemp. Mm-hmm. But are they good for the environment? Those materials? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all right, the only the only ones that will be re- recyclable is the hemp. Mm-hmm. Um, the man-made ones wouldn't be recyclable, like the polyester, acrylic, or nylon. You mm-hmm. know, the hemp and the cotton, the linen, those would be those would be recyclable. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, like leather, wool. We know what that's doing for the environment. You know, we know what animal factory farming is doing for the environment. You know, yeah. it's, it's actually destroying the planet. That's a whole never topic. Like, you know, a lot a reason why a lot of people go vegan because because of the green gases is actually destroying the atmosphere, and mm-hmm. it, it takes up so the farm factory takes up so much land. People don't even realize, man. Like, you could fit you could fit a a, a football field of if you if you had a football field, you probably could feed, you know, a whole the whole New York City with mm-hmm. with fruits and vegetables. But you know, you take up you need way more land for factory farming to do that. You need well five football fields, probably more than that. You know, the the numbers I'm saying is not exactly right because I don't know mm-hmm. the exact numbers, but it's the the margin is very large. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that Staten Island is built on top of landfill. So. <laughs> All of oh yeah. Yeah, Staten Island used to, um, that's where they used to go and do, um, they would dump a lot of trash over in that area, and it was a lot of landfill. And I think maybe 20 years ago, a lot of the um, buildings that were on Staten Island started to kind of like lose the foundation because it was built on landfill. I didn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's why I never really wanted to live on Staten Island. But, yeah, but I understand what you're saying. We don't, and we really don't have any place to really discard the trash that we have already. So that is an excellent concept that you have as far as vegan sneakers. I mean, really excellent. Now, what I, you know, what we initially started on about, you know, know, being focused on what you should be doing in your destiny and journey. Now, how is it that I don't know? Do you have nine lives or something? 
<laughs> no, I don't have nine lives. Um. <laughs> because, I mean, as I was listening, you would get in trouble, you would get out of trouble. You would get in trouble again, you get out of trouble. You get in trouble again, you get out of trouble, and you get in trouble. And now you're at a place where you have the opportunity to be able to, um, I tell young folks, even older folks, about the perils of not doing the right thing. Now, with that being said, I understand that you have gotten yourself aligned with a lot of schools, and, and how do you spread your message to the schools? Well, basically, like I like I just, all I do is, um, same thing I did with you, starting off, I just tell them my life story mm-hmm. and the changes that I made in order to get where I'm going and um and how I got where I'm at. You know, like you say, I got nine lives. No, it's not that. I just believe, like, it, it might sound like a, a page out of a, a book or a scene out of a movie, but I really believe that this is my purpose and my destiny. Mm-hmm. It's like the universe had, wants me to do this. It's like, it's not even, it's, it's like it's, my purpose is bigger than me, and I know that, mm-hmm. and I understand that, and I understand who I am. And, you know, a lot of people might look at that like, oh, he think he's better than somebody. Or, no, it's just don't be mad at me because I figured out who I am and I'm I'm delivering the message, you know. It's not, like I said, like I, um, like I tell everybody, you know, it's not cool to be vegan where I'm from. Like, it's not a cool thing. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that I talk about, it's not cool. It's cool to be ignorant, like you said earlier. Like, you know, a lot of these kids, a lot of these rappers, all they do is rap about drugs. There's no balance there. There's no, mm-hmm. there's nobody telling them the real, you know, because everybody thinks this is cool. So they run in with what's cool. And I'm just like, you know, I used to do what was cool, but I just it didn't work for me. I was smart enough to see that every time I tried to do the cool thing, I got in trouble. And maybe mm-hmm. the universe wanted me to go through all that because he knew I could deal with it and handle it, you know, and um, so I could spread this message to the world. I don't know. You know I'm just I'm just following the omens and, you know, the synchronicity So you're just a vessel. And, you're just a vessel. I, most and, definitely, I'm just a vessel. Yeah. This ain't this ain't even my information. It's the universe information. It's just mm-hmm. I'm just the catalyst. That, yeah. You know, now, with world. that, you sharing information, I understand that you also have um, you're working on your own vegan drink or something like that. I mean, yes. a, a beverage. Uh, um, yeah, I, I juice a lot, right? Um, it's a green drink, Formula Four Fifth, a green alkaline drink, and uh, I juice a lot myself. And you know, a lot of people, so they'll see me going to juice fast, and they'll see how, you know, I lose, I lose weight on it, or you know, I'll, I'll give them some health benefits from it, and they're like, "Yo, I, I need that. Can I, you know, can I get that juice? Are you selling it?" And for a long time, I've been juicing for years, and I would just always say no. So one day, I was just like, you know what? Let me just see who will buy it if I did decide mm-hmm. to sell it. And, I actually did, and it, it was like the business started booming so much it was like overwhelming for me that I had to put a pause on it because, you know, I had to, I'm I'm in the in the process right now of expanding it. You know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. without saying too much, I got in, investors interested in already, and it was only like a month or two that I was in production with it. So it's a green it's a green alkaline drink, um, made up of watercress, lime, kale, cucumber, and apples. And yeah, yeah, I'll give you the ingredients just because, because like I said, this is no nature's for the same minds. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to go make it yourself, people will go make it themselves. I'm not trying to hold back information, but you know, people like the, I guess like they want like to associate themselves with me, so they was buying it from me. I was selling it as a juice fast, 
Okay. Now it's called Formula Four Fifth. Just so they can know. Formula Four Fifth. I'm gonna yeah. remember that one because I do juice. <laughs> I do juice, so I'm gonna remember that now because I noticed that your skin is so so clear, and you know Thank people you. don't real. <laughs> you're welcome. People don't realize it. I mean, okay, I do weird things. You, you're gonna find this funny. Um, I like bananas, so. Before I eat the banana, I write all these amazing things all over the banana. And I say, I'm going to ingest all this good stuff. So I put all these great things all over my banana, peel it and eat it. And I say, I am what I eat. Okay. So that's that's the weird things that I do. Now. That's, that's good, though. Those are affirmations, though. Yes. <laughs> that's how you create. <laughs> yes. So, and I know that, and I, you know, to say that, that, when we put stuff in our bodies, it is delivered through our skin, and we can see if we're putting good stuff or bad stuff in. And based on your complexion and your eyes, you put some good stuff in your body. <laughs> Thank you. Um, a lot of people tell me that, you know, only the skin, the skin. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, I just tell them, you know, it's the vegan lifestyle. They're asking my age, and I'll be like, they're like, for real? I'm like, yeah, you no, know, I blame it on the vegan lifestyle. I actually believe that I look 10 years younger. Not only, not only do I believe it, I really do. I look 10 years younger than I did 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can reverse it. it the, the amount of times the earth goes around the sun doesn't determine the deterioration of the body. It really doesn't. So, yeah, blame it on the vegan lifestyle. <laughs> yes, and that's the thing, because if young folks see you, you know, looking looking the way that you look, See, and um, you also have a vegan song too, right? And listening to that and being who you are, they're going to want to emulate you much more so than they want to emulate someone who's looking kind of raggedy, you know? Yeah, um, yeah the song is called Why Vegan. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bring, like, like I'm, a, I'm not, um, how can I say it? I'm not the vegan rapper. I'm a rapper who is vegan, you know, so I don't want anybody to think I'm a vegan because I, I do rap about a lot about my past life and stuff like that. You know, I make songs that some people might not agree with, some songs that might be vulgar or whatever. But, you know, I'm trying to bring, at the same time, I'm trying to bring health awareness to hip-hop. That's just who mm-hmm. I am. I'm somebody who was, like, eccentric or whatever I do. Like, so if I'm, you know, I'm exp- all this, what are we, we expressive. So I'm, I'm a vegan. I'm going to, you're going to see it all through my Instagram. If I was Anything else you will see, I will be promoting mm-hmm. that. You know, because I'm very, I'm very expressive. You know, I'm eccentric mm-hmm. in what I do. So I'm just trying to bring health awareness to hip hop. And hopefully, I'm sorry, my dog is barking. I got to answer this door. That's okay. What's that? What's that? What's that? Oh, yeah, my bad. That's okay. It's all good. For real. So, yeah, hopefully, like you said, they, they you know, I, I know that I'm very influential because. And my past life, it, it, my past life, you know, I, that's why I know I had to go through it. I went through it for a reason because it gives me the voice to talk to people that other people wouldn't be able to talk to otherwise or reach mm-hmm. otherwise. Meaning, like, you know, they, they, yeah, you understand what I'm saying, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they can identify with me, you know. I'm somebody mm-hmm. from the streets who, who was a part of the gang culture who they respect because of what I went through. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I, my message now is this, so they pay attention I, you know, I turn, I can't say I turn, they turn themselves vegan, but I help a lot of people, you know, change their lifestyle. People that I know, because they tell me they would never even thought about it. This would never even be in front of them if it wasn't for me. 
They wouldn't even gave it a second thought and looked at it, you know. And I believe that going vegan also, one point I want to make is that if, if you eat animals, you act like animals. I'm, I'm sorry to say it just, it just is what it is, mm. you know, because it, when you look at it from an energetic standpoint, it's, you know, the way the animal slows, that energy is still there inside of that, you know, mm-hmm. inside of that flesh. And um, yeah. I know for me, I could say that I'm, you know, more level-headed, uh, less violent, for lack of term, mm-hmm. than I used to be. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm just trying to bring the, the awareness to the, to the people through hip-hop. You know, I love hip-hop, <laughs> and I love being a vegan. <laughs> Cool. It's interesting that you would say that, you know, when you, well, I'm just going to you like this. My um, my mom, she was from the South, and I mean, she was really from the South. And she would tell me that there were certain times of the year that you would have to, you know, slaughter the animals, you know, for the meat. And I never really got it because I never really ate a lot of, um, of pork and, and red meat growing up. So I, I, one day I went to the store and I bought some ground beef. And when I opened it up, um, it smelled horrible. And I said, I just bought it, but it smells horrible. And, I, I, you know, I called my mom and she said, basically, they probably killed, um, killed the animal during mating season. And that's why the meat smells so harsh. That right then and there turned me off from wanting to eat any kind of red meat after that. So, and then I started to on my journey of um, turning myself around as to what I eat and what I don't eat anymore. And I understand that. And it also changes your mindset as well. It's something, there's something different in the way that you, you move and the way that you um, think based on what you eat. And I get it and I understand exactly what it, you know, what that means. And I, like I, I keep saying, I applaud you for what you're trying to do because you're getting communities that don't normally um, embrace that. They embrace Kool-Aid. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and to get them off of the Kool-Aid and the sugar is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's your spokesperson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little baby. <laughs> okay, daddy's coming, okay? Give me one second. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I, I mean, that's your spokesperson and you... You need that. That keeps you mm-hmm. around it too. But you know, and like you know, I'm saying that I really applaud the fact that you're going to these the communities that usually get left behind that don't really know, and they're the ones that you know drink in the 40s and stuff when they could be drinking your juice. Yeah, if they knew better, they'd do better. Um, I know, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to give them the information. And um, I think I think I'm doing a good job so far, you know. And just, you know, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, my brand to grow as far as I I know it will. I just it ain't even hopefully. I just know it will because if not, I would be doing 25 to life in prison if I was if I wasn't meant to, you know, be who I am or be who mm-hmm. I'm going to be. So yeah, thank you for pulling me for you know I'm out here just trying to make a change from the bottom, just naturally from my heart, not even looking for trying to reap um benefits from it as far as like of course like you said I'm a businessman so financially mm-hmm. you know I, of course you know I, I like money <laughs> you know what I mean I like mm-hmm. um, living a certain way but this is really from the bottom of my heart you know mm-hmm. it started out mm-hmm. as me just wanting to help myself but then like you said you start to think differently and then you start to 
see how these animals are slaughtered. And, like, we are being, we are compassionate beings. I showed my daughter the videos, and the first thing she say is, oh, no, we got to save them. She's three years old. Like, mm-hmm. she see animals get slaughtered. She, she don't say, oh, that look good. I want to eat it. <laughs> no kid ever will say that, ever. No. So no. that tells you right there that we're, we're supposed to be vegans. It's nothing, I don't know. <laughs> I get real, you know, like I said, I'm eccentric about it. I get overworked, and You're I just don't think why people don't understand it the way I do. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. it's simple. Mm-hmm. Very passionate. And if you add on the fact, I mean, all of the stuff that they put in the meat to make it faster or bigger, or, right, right. You know, and you're eating that, and it's it's all a mess. And and you know, people really knew they probably wouldn't want to eat anything if they really knew. No, that, that that is true. Um, you know, cause just to take the conversation in another direction, you know, they they are messing around with the fruits and vegetables, also. You know, mm-hmm. so like you said, people probably wouldn't want to eat anything. You're right, cause it'd be times that I'd be laying down like, hey, you know, I'll be watching certain things. How they, you know, they just spraying everything on the fruits and vegetables. They waxing them. They doing all type of stuff, GMOs, and I'm just like, man, like what can mm-hmm. we do? So all I can do is try to make a change. My main goal, the reason why I want to get a lot of money is I want to. Grow my own food, have my own mm-hmm. farm, and be able to feed my own people, my own community. That's what I really want to do in life. Like that's my that's something that I want to personally do. So um, yeah, so I'm 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 making the necessary you know steps in order to do that. And I mm-hmm. you know I just think that we need to pay more attention to to what we're putting in our bodies, and we need to learn and and read. Man, people need to start reading it, and research. You know, don't just don't just look at because I get into a lot of arguments, man. Like a lot of debates. Somebody told me the other day, what's we said? Oh, well, the Bible says we can eat it. Oh, what's another one? Oh, um, well, trees breathe too. I'm like, yo, like, you know, you don't want to call nobody out their name, but you just be like, dummy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, really just dummy. Uh, tree, what, what does that have to do with? The, you know, like, what? Oh man, I don't. Know. Calling by their name, but yeah, you know, so we just got to inform ourselves, man. And that's all I'm trying to do. Is just, and, and you know, you couldn't tell me ten years ago, fifteen years ago, that I'll be, you know, out here preaching about health and nutrition. I even be selling a juice after after all the things I sold in the street. You know, I used mm-hmm. to sell death. Now I sell life. You know, I always say that. Like you would never, you couldn't even. I couldn't fathom it that I'll be selling mm-hmm. juices and a vegan sneaker. That I will care so much about animals now, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's part of my goal. Well, I guess you know. I mean, we all have to go through a phase, and you had to, I guess, see the 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 dark side to get to the light. I and agree. I one hundred percent agree with you. Yes, and now that you've gotten to the light, now you have the ability to bring others with you to the light. Because you know where they are. You know how to reach them. Right. And this is a work in progress, and and I'm doing it. And I commend it, and I think it's a beautiful thing. Now, how can people keep track of you? How can they follow you so that if they want to get this drink when it's back on the market again, they can get it? If they want to, you know, listen to your music and just find out when these sneakers are going to hit the market. Okay, well, the website is being built right now. It's hocus45.com. It should be up um, within the next month or two. Um, mm-hmm. It's under construction. It's H O C U S 45T 
T-H at um, t- no, dot com. Um, also, my email is now, so hocus 4 at gmail.com. My Instagram, hocus 4 Twitter, hocus 4 underscore. You can Google me, hocus 4 H-O-C-U-S 4-5-T-H, and you'll find everything, um, everything from about me from my case to, you know, my Instagram, mm-hmm. to all my social media, my Facebook. It's all hocus 4 That's how they can contact me. Uh, excellent. I appreciate that. Now, um, when stuff, you know, when you launch your new juice and your sneaker, I would love you to come back so we can know and, and find out more yes. about the different sneaker yes. designs because I know it's not just going to be one. <laughs> oh, no, no. You know, in Formula 4 Fifth, I started out with uh, green juice, but this, that's not going to be in either. We're going to have all types of juices for different things. Okay. And um, for different ailments, no, not not to cure nobody, because you know in the United States, the only thing that can cure something is the drugs. And if you make a profit off of anything else, and you say that it cures anything, you will be prosecuted. That's the law <laughs> in this country. <laughs> yeah, so they, you know, they're real strict about that because you know they want to sell their drugs. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to beef with the pharmaceutical industry just yet. They got too much money. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, there, there's gonna be a whole uh, a whole line of juices. Also, mm-hmm. um, meal, meal prepping for people. And that'll all oh, be great. under the Formula 4 fifth grade. Yeah. That's cool. That's excellent. You, I, I have to tell you, you know, you're, um, I can't say, it's, you have a story that is just completely amazing how you do the 360. And um, not everybody really understands how difficult it is to do a 360 because you could have easily fall back into old habits. But you have overcome all of that, and and I am thanking you 150%. Thank you. I appreciate that. It really was a work in progress, though. So, you know, I I still go through my um, my things like everybody else, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I just fight through them. You know, I, you know, small battles. You got to keep fighting these small battles. You know, being home, being home. I've been home since 2012, and. From, from since then to now, it's like it's been real hard financially, trying to figure it out musically. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's been it's been really really hard. And I just want to shout out before we go, shout out to DMX, Swiss B, Styles P, everybody who supported me, Funk Flex, K Slay, Kurt Bubbles, Kelly Green, they say everybody who supported me. You know, and just you know who believe in me and believe and see something in me that other people don't, even things that I don't see. You know, it just supports me. Up strength, because you know, they believe it's, it ain't easy. But you know, thank you. I appreciate the acknowledgement. You're welcome, and I appreciate the fact that you are telling your truth and not, you know, glamorizing anything about it. And that's what a lot of people don't seem to realize and understand that it's not easy trying to make a comeback from where you came from. And you're doing it, and you're doing it in a manner that is respectful to you and your family. So, um, I, I, like I said, you know, you, you got mad props from me. <laughs> yes, it's up. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to let you go, get back to your, um, your, your family and stuff. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I'm so grateful that you shared your story. Um, and I'm honored to, to just have you and, I see great things for you, and like I said, you are welcome to come back, especially when your product line is getting ready to launch so that we can let everyone know that you're going to be out there. 
Okay, thank you. I, yeah, I appreciate it so much. All right, thanks for having mm-hmm. me, and I will be back. You got it. So have a good evening. Thank you. You you too. Okay. So to all of my listeners, that was an amazing show that we just had. Now, I always talk to you about, you know, following your dreams and not following somebody else's dreams or, or you know, hitching on to somebody else's story or destiny. You have to do your own your own way. And tonight's show was just a complete example of just that. And nobody says the journey is going to be easy. And oftentimes we don't even know what journey we're on because we're going through something that's traumatic or, or dark or, or confusing. And um, we just have to have faith, faith in who we are, faith in what we can do, our abilities, and faith in God, the universe, whatever it is that you believe in, and know that you are on this planet for a purpose and a reason, and you just have to give in to it and let it take you where it needs to take you. Um, and I think tonight's show was a prime example of all those things. And I would like to thank um, Hocus 45th, Hassan Harris, for joining us. I would like to thank Rachel LeBlanc for making the introduction. And I would like to thank all of you, my listeners, for for your time and your just sticking with me and your loyalty. Um, It's great. So I'm going to go, and the next show we're going to do, I believe it's going to be next week because I'm going to take a trip. And when I come back, I'm going to have a lot to share with you. So um, just keep your ears pierced because we'll be back next week with more details and information and more exciting stuff that I've experienced. So once again, be well, take care of yourself. I mean, really take care of yourself. Follow your dreams, believe in yourself, and just go for it and do it. And just let let the chips fall they may. Be happy and enjoy your life. So on that note, I'm getting off. And I'm going to let you have your eat, and we'll be back together again soon. Be well. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at thecocoexpressshow.com 